guys, welcome back to episode 77 of Eco Fitness by Karina Duffy, your sustainable health, fitness and mindset podcast. Dish it out lots of health tips, mindset tips, fitness tips to educate the listeners on how to be the healthiest, happiest, most balanced version of you. So with that said, guys, we have a guest on today, Yvonne Shockensey, the health and nutrition coach. Um, Yvonne, you'd probably would have seen Yvonne the last two years on the Irish TV screens, on the Today Show. She's the nutritionist on the Today Show. She's in the Irish magazines, dishing out lots of tips and education on how to balance out your hormones, eat for better health, but most importantly, be more balanced and become the healthier, happier version of you. What I love about Yvonne is she educates. She just doesn't drip feed people in order to get them into her services. She educates people. She wants people to be healthier and happier. And that's why I'm so drawn to Yvonne, because I'm the same. Dish, dish out the information when you learn something about a client or something new and help them. Dish out the information in the hopes that it might help somebody else along their journey to become the healthier, happier version of themselves. So guys, what to expect within this podcast? It is a bit of a long podcast, but I did listen back and I cut out bits that probably... We were just chit-chatting and stuff like that, but everything that I kept in the podcast is all really good, useful information, especially for women when it comes to hormone fatigue, balancing out your hormones, um, de-stressing the mind and the body, becoming more balanced and healthier and happier in yourself. Um, Yvonne dishes out so much information within this podcast. It is definitely one to listen to and come back to time and time again. So without further ado, let's get straight into the podcast with Yvonne O'Shockensey, the health and nutrition coach. So Yvonne, thanks a minute for coming back on as a guest on the podcast. Our last podcast was amazing. Great feedback. And so I'm delighted to have you on. Today we were saying we'll go through nutritional hacks for better health. So Yvonne, for anyone that doesn't know you, do you want to reintroduce yourself again? Thanks so much for inviting me back. I'm delighted to be here. I am a health and nutrition coach, so I specialize in nutrition and herbal medicine. Obviously, food intolerance testing as well, because um, lots of people will have done that or might have known me from, from that before. Um, and I do iridology also. Based in Galway, have a clinic in um, Glen Rock Business Park, but I also have an online clinic as well. Lots of different packages online. So if anybody wants to read more, they can see the healthynutritioncoach.com. That's me, in a nutshell. Perfect. Well, if anyone definitely follows you on Instagram, you are very informative there as well with lots of tips. Like anyone that just follows your Instagram would be able to get a fair idea of going, okay. Yeah, yeah. a lot of it about hormonal stuff and gut health and reducing anxiety, stress, everything like that, because it's what I see sitting in front of me every single day with clients, you know, hormonal issues and um, gut and then stress and anxiety. They're all just linked together. And it's just trying to get people to understand the link in the body and how one has a knock-on effect on the other. Because if we understand it, then I think we can do more about it. But if we treat them as separate things, then we kind of fall down in getting a result because we think, right, well, let's just address anxiety and, and just forget about maybe the gut. Uh, the gut doesn't really connect to this, does it? But it has a huge connection because, you know, that's where it's our gut is where we make our neurotransmitters. So our neurotransmitters are, are things like dopamine, oxytocin, GABA, acetylcholine, and they are our calmer downers. So they make us feel nice and relaxed, but we make 80% of them in our gut. So if your gut is in a bit of disarray and you have digestive symptoms like stomach, like stomach issues like acid reflux, um, indigestion, heartburn, constipation, diarrhea, People think that that's not related to anxiety or stress, and it is 100% and vice versa. The two of them are connected together. So if you have all of these symptoms, that means that there is inflammation in the gut. The gut and the digestive system are going through a difficult time, and then your neurotransmitters are not going to be made 80%. So there's going to be a reduction in the neurotransmitters and especially in serotonin, which is our happy hormone. And then that's hugely going to impact our mood and our state of anxiety. So we really have to understand 
where the anxiety can be fueled from in the body as well. Because so many people asked me recently, what's the difference between stress and anxiety? I don't know whether I'm stressed or I don't know whether I'm anxious. And it was such a good question because, you know, how do you differentiate the difference? Well, I think stress is more of a response to a situation or a scenario in your life. And it's mainly from external factors. And you know that, okay, I have a deadline to meet or I have an interview or I have, you know, something coming up and it's causing me awful stress. But once it's over, I know that the stress is going to go away. But then anxiety is more of an impending doom. It's the dread every day. It's the wake up in the morning. It's like, oh God, I'm dreading the day. I dread seeing my boss because he's going to make me feel so anxious or everything is anticipated dread. So it's, and then that has a really negative impact on the body and especially on hormones because the thing about it is, now I'm jumping from one thing to another, so you can just tell me to stop or go on, or you tell me what you want to no, talk about. No, this is all but, good because it is still related at the end of the day to the biggest, the yeah. people's biggest issue is weight loss. It's all interesting. Oh, 100%, because if we're anxious, that's going to have a huge impact on our weight as well. But to go back to the... Um, the constant anxiety and stress and everything. If we're constantly worried and fearful and stressed and anxious, we, we release cortisol and that's our stress hormone. And I talk about that a lot on my page and on my stories. So the thing about it is when it, for women especially, we have a gland in the body that makes cortisol and makes progesterone, but it's not able to make both of them at the same time. So it has to make a decision. Am I going to make cortisol or am I going to make progesterone today? So cortisol is our stress hormone. It makes us feel irritated, obviously stressed, heightened anxiety, fretting, maybe shaky hands, weak legs, dizziness, all of that, you know, panic kind of um, feeling. And that, that we get that when we're anxious or stressed, obviously. And then progesterone is actually our cool, calming, collective hormone so that makes us feel really relaxed it makes us feel in control it makes us feel like we're really organized and we know exactly what we want to achieve but the thing about it is if we have a really stressful month we're not going to make both of those hormones together the body is going to make cortisol which is the stress hormone and then it won't make progesterone so at the end of your cycle which is the last two weeks of your period is when you're supposed to, or your cycle, not your period, um, you're supposed to release progesterone. You won't release it because it won't be there because you didn't make any at the beginning of the month because you were so stressed. So then how does that link to weight loss or weight gain? Well, if your cortisol levels are high, that um, your stress hormone is high, then that sends um, insulin through the roof. So if your insulin level is high, insulin is like pulling the curtain over your fat in your body it's like drawing the curtain and saying it doesn't exist that fat is not there so it kind of fools the body into thinking that this insulin this sugary glucosey stuff that's circling around in the body that that's going to be your form of energy and the body can't see the fat when the insulin is high. So it's kind of tricking the body into thinking that there is no fat because the body is obviously think, thinks that there's so much available energy in the form of insulin or glucose, but that's not the case at all. It's all it's doing is pushing the pause button on your weight loss. So if you're stressed, you're, it's way more difficult to lose weight because you're just going to keep increasing your insulin level. And if your insulin level is high, you're hiding your fat. So then your body isn't able to burn the fat because it's hidden by the insulin. So and there's a big, big link in the body all the time. And then you're probably craving more sugar because obviously when you're stressed, the response is, oh, let's eat chocolate, let's eat sugar, let's eat sweets, let's eat a bar of chocolate on the go. And then that's feeding absolutely back the glucose in the body, and then you're burning that, and you're not burning fat. Hundred percent. I see so much. Oh my god, so much in the clinic. Um, even just young girls, young mummies, and they're not like all ages. Like um, sitting in front of me, and I say, "Okay, what do you eat for breakfast? Nothing. What do you eat for lunch? Um, uh, well, I probably skip it three days a week." 
And okay, so dinner, um, yeah, chicken and maybe some potatoes. And what about vegetables? No, I wouldn't have time to prepare them, so no. And then, oh God, then, okay, so what would you have later on after dinner? Oh, that's when the party starts. That's when the crisps, the buns, the bars, the cakes, everything come out. But they're absolutely ravenous at that stage because they've eaten nothing all day. But the reason that they've eaten nothing all day is because they're just, they maybe get up out of bed late or they get up out of bed and they're absolutely exhausted because they didn't sleep well. So it's a vicious cycle. They have a cup of coffee. They race out the door. They bring the kids with them. They had to get up and make the lunch for the kids so they didn't have time to breakfast themselves. They rush into the office. They're behind on a meeting or on an agenda or whatever that they had to do. So they don't have time to have breakfast in, in work either. It's just, oh my God, how can you continue to live life like this and their adrenal glands are just getting a hammering left right and center from the minute they get up in the morning until they go to bed at night and then the thing about adrenal fatigue is it, typical symptoms are you'll feel terrible in the morning time it's almost like a hangover you'll feel that real um kind of lethargic heavy head felt like you didn't sleep it takes you ages to get up and to get going and to have a little bit of energy you definitely need some form of stimulant to get you out the door like coffee or tea or sometimes people smoke to just you know get get the stimulation from it um and uh then in the evening time they actually start to feel a little bit better so then they run around the house and do all the jobs that they needed to do in the morning because they were just too tired. And then it's half 10, 11 o'clock and they're still doing the ironing and they're like, oh God, I'm not, I don't think I'd sleep now. And they go to bed and they're twisting and turning and they can't sleep. And then come five o'clock in the morning, they might be still awake. They fall asleep at six, the alarm will go off at seven or half seven and the whole process starts all over again. So it's like, it's kind of, it's a vicious cycle as well because they're so tired that they've no choice for themselves. They think they've no choice for themselves but to have the coffee. And, and then- Can I ask you a question, Yvonne, for anyone that doesn't know, so the cortisol is the natural hormone that wakes us up in the morning, but we can have too much of it, which is detrimental to um, energy, fat burn and all that. But the adrenal glands then, for anyone that doesn't know what the adrenal glands function and purpose <laughs> for a woman, yeah. especially, you know, for energy, for fertility, for fat burning, for, you know, I suppose just to kind of touch on that, what is the, the importance of them, I suppose? Yeah, so the yes. adrenal glands yes. have to sit at the top of your kidneys and they, the kidneys and the adrenal glands are like the battery and the charger. They actually rely on each other quite a bit. So they charge each other up. So sometimes, especially in um, Chinese medicine, you'd hear an awful lot of talk about kidney energy. And if that's off balance a little bit, it'll say, oh, you know, your batteries in your body are just run down. So they're kind of like the batteries and the adrenal gland is like the charger, or you could have it the other way around, but they're very dependent on each other. So they release adrenaline, which is really important for us because it gives us that get up and go and um, that motivation to do things. But then when we get stressed, they, it releases cortisol, which is our stress hormone. And the more we have of that hormone, the more damage we are actually doing to our adrenal gland. So we, if you imagine that you, when you go to bed at night, you're supposed to charge your adrenal gland. So it's like plugging in the phone and charging the phone for the night. Let's just pretend that the charger broke in the middle of the night and you only got the battery full to 20%. That's equivalent to, let's say, somebody falling asleep for two hours, waking up and not going back to sleep again until six o'clock in the morning, and then they wake up again. So they've literally charged their battery for up to 20%. What they have to do 100% of a work capacity during the day. So they have to borrow that energy from somewhere else. So they borrow the energy from things like stimulants, which is tea, coffee, um, sugar, alcohol, cigarette smoking, spicy food, anything that will give them a kick. But they have to repay that energy. And we repay the energy by rest and by sleep. But if you have drank four or five cups of coffee because you were so tired, you are not going to be able to sleep very well that night. So you didn't repay the energy that night either. So now you're in 
energy debt, really. So that an awful lot of people are in debt, energy debt, and they never pay back the energy. So their body is always struggling, trying to pay back the energy, but their sleep is so bad and they push themselves so much as well that they're always on in this fight or flight mode. So the adrenal gland is just getting exhausted all of the time. So rest, um, relaxation, reduction in stress and sleep are the most important things to repair your adrenal gland. So when people are in that fight and flight response, because I was in it for years, um, it, it, the anxiety gets higher and the internal dialogue gets heightened, which is I'm not good enough, I'm not able for this. And then people try to go on diets because they're putting on weight because the cortisol is so high. They're in energy deficit. They're putting on weight. And then they're just eating all these quick energy foods like coffee, sugar, sweets, croissants on the go. And that's actually feeding into more anxiety and more energy deficit. Exactly. Yeah. So they never pay it back. They never relax their nervous system. So the sympathetic nervous system is always kind of turned on. So the sympathetic nervous system, let's just pretend we're in a house and one of the rooms go on fire and we have to rush out of the house. Your cortisol level heightens in order to tell you run, 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 and your sympathetic nervous system kicks in. When we get outside the house and we know that we're safe, cortisol will slow down and reduce and our parasympathetic nervous system will kick in. That's telling the body, don't worry, it's safe now and you can go back to being calm. But unfortunately, we hit so many situations during the day that we feel like we're running out of the house and there's a fire in the room. So it's like, you know, we leave the house late, we're stuck in traffic, we're going to be late for the meeting, we didn't eat, so our blood sugar levels are down, now we're becoming irritable. Okay, I'll stop and get a coffee, drink the coffee, that's going to release more cortisol. So your body thinks that you're running from an even bigger fire and a bigger danger, and you're You've, you're in more of the fight and flight mode and then you're exhausted in the afternoon because you didn't eat the breakfast in the morning and it just goes on and on and on. It's just a vicious cycle all of the time. So like what I say to my clients is you've got to cut the cycle. You've got to stop drinking the coffee in the morning time because, you know, so many people will say, hi, they'll message me on my page and say, I'm exhausted. I can't sleep. I'm so stressed. Will magnesium help me? And I say, absolutely, it will help, but it's not a miracle pill that you can just go in and buy off the shelf, shelf and you're going to have like the deepest, best night's sleep ever. <laughs> so when you take magnesium, it's not going to undo the 10 cups of coffee, the stressing in the car going to work, sitting in the traffic, like, you know, really annoyed that you're late for the meeting rushing with the kids, rushing in the morning, getting up late, it's not going to undo all of that. And it's not going to undo the stress that you're, you're putting your body through when you're excessively exercising either. So magnesium is absolutely fantastic if you take it and you are not drinking 10 cups of coffee a day. So some people, some clients say to me, I can't, I just can't kick the cycle. And like I just say to them, okay, well, if you don't stop, you're just looking at, you know, the next few years of living the same life. If you don't make a change, you're not going to get a result. So you have to stop. So for some people, they say, oh, I couldn't, I just couldn't. So what I try and get clients to do is at the weekend, when you don't have to perform at work and your brain can be a little more relaxed, don't drink the coffee. Don't drink it on the Saturday. Don't drink it on the Sunday. You might feel absolutely exhausted that day because you've had no stimulant. But if you take the magnesium that night, you'll actually get a better result because the magnesium doesn't have to wind down all of the cortisol from drinking all of the coffee. Um, and you'll actually might get a little bit of a better sleep. And then the more often that you do that, the more of a result that you'll get in terms of sleep and rest and relaxation. So your adrenal gland will start to recover. But unless you break the cycle, it's not going to happen. So, you know, don't come on the Monday morning then and go, 
oh yeah, she said to do it over the weekend. Yeah, sure, I can go back and drink the coffee again because I'm in the mad rush again. It's not like that. You have to really, you know, listen to your body and respect your body and not put it through that dreadful, you know, stress every day of go, 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 and no food. Like you wouldn't hop in your car and drive to Dublin on 10 euro worth of petrol. You know, you would, you just wouldn't do it. And, and you wouldn't send your kids to school without a breakfast or you wouldn't send them to school with no lunch or, as, or like a little snack for 11 o'clock. But like we do it to ourselves all of the time and we just have to just say, OK, it's time to stop. We just have to stop because if we don't, you're just kicking the can down the road and things are just going to escalate. And they're, you know, hormonal stuff, they're just going to get worse and worse and worse. It's like you know, PMT, or like, yeah, I get headaches and I've breast tenderness and I feel terrible. The following month, it's going to be really heavy periods, clotty periods, you know, chronic pain, chronic cramps. The following month, what is it going to be? Complete exhaustion. It's just, it escalates, it gets worse and worse. And I see it all the time with my clients, you know, they say, I'm, I'm getting worse. It's just, I, I, I can't control this anymore. I thought I was, you know, doing okay. And it's just getting worse and worse. So that's when they end up sitting in front of me then. And then the knock-on effect for anyone then listening to this that's constantly living on the red would be um, thyroid issues, I'm guessing, fertility issues, gut issues, skin issues, hair loss, pre-cancer yeah. cells probably, if it's gone that bad, if it's gone for mm -hmm. years. Um, especially thyroid, oh my God, the amount of young girls that present to the clinic with thyroid issues or when I do the iridology I can see you know I'll, I'll say is there thyroid issues in your family and they'll say yeah 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 on my mom's side and I'm, yeah your thyroid is just looking a little fatigued at the moment we definitely need to support that and they have the typical symptoms of the palpitations the hair loss the um the weight gain the um the irritability, the tiredness, the constipation, the cramps in the legs. And an awful lot of that is purely stress-related. It's purely stress-related. When we actually do a program, I, anytime I, a client of mine is given a bottle of herbs to help them through um, whatever it is that we're trying to address, if we're trying to address the thyroid or we're trying to address hormones or fertility, stress, whatever the case might be, um, I stay, they're always with me for three months. So we're checking in at the end of every month to make sure that they're doing okay. And like the difference, they, they can't believe the difference in themselves just by taking some nervines, which are relaxing herbs, things like ashwagandha. I think we talked about that the last time. Holy basil, rhodiola, um, tulsi, lemon balm, chamomile, all of these that just relax the nervous system. So they bring on the parasympathetic nervous system, which is the relaxing. And um, like the impact that that has on their period, on their cycle in general, on their sleep, on their mood is unbelievable. But thyroid is a huge thing. It's, I see it occurring, reoccurring more and more and more. And it's simply because people are just so stressed and their diet is pretty, you know, it needs it needs a bit of fine tuning, let's say. Yeah. Um, so as you said, it's like running the car on red all of the time. You're just going to wreck the engines if you don't have good yeah. fuel coming in. A regular check every now and again to check in with yourself and good routine checks with the car. You're going to wreck it. Your body's the same. Yeah. So what can we do? Um, for people okay um, anybody that's listening to this and thinking okay this is me this is I have to stop what I get my clients to do is get up if you have children you need to get up before them in the morning I have three and I'm always up at least an hour before them to get organized to have their lunches ready and to have had breakfast myself as well and then get them their breakfast. I have one in secondary school and two in national school. So the secondary school kid, he's going to be up first. And like, I don't want to get my kids to get up in the morning and for me to be going around the place, like literally a headless, headless chicken, like going, right, did you have cereal? Oh my God, everything, panic, panic, get your water bottle. Because then they go into school and then they're panicked and then that's causing them anxiety. So 
any of my clients that have done this said that they would never go back, even though in the beginning they said, oh my God, I was so tired getting up in the morning. I really didn't want to get up. Now they didn't get up an hour beforehand because they were so exhausted. They were like, I can't do the hour. And I said, you don't have to, even if you just do 15 minutes just to get up and even just have a breakfast, have your own breakfast by yourself, have a cup of tea, have a cup of coffee, whatever it is that you like and enjoy it and sit down and relax. And they said the difference that that has made to their morning and their mindset. And I said, try and think about what you want out of the day. You know, what, what, do, you, what do you want to achieve today? What, what is today all about? Instead of just getting up and running around crazy. And it's like you're responding to stress all of the time. You're not really living. You're just, you're just a response mechanism. So... I think that's really important that you give yourself the time in the morning. So maybe get up a few minutes earlier. Try to get up about 15 to 20 minutes earlier so that you're not rushing and um, you have time to eat a breakfast. The breakfast is so important. And then um, looking out for your triggers for stress during the day. Sometimes we know what our triggers are. We know when we go into the office that, you know, Susie, Sally or Mary are going to really annoy us. Well, then maybe just try and, you know, so many people have so many things to deal with, like politics in offices that it really can be quite stressful for them. So to try and maybe avoid them, don't purposely, you know, run into them or if you can just try and do your best to just, you know, avoid these people that really irritate you because you mightn't have to have that conversation with them or whatever and um, making sure that you know that you have the proper approach to work as well that some people just go to work and they they sit at their desk all day long and that's another stress trigger trigger they don't take a break they don't take a break at 11 o'clock they don't take their break at uh, one o'clock or whatever time their lunch is they just eat at the desk and they never move away from the computer and like that's exhausting. It's mentally exhausting and it's really stressful on your body as well. Um, so just trying to um, be more mindful of your mind and your body throughout the day. And then like meals are so important. Food is so important. As you said, you know, you wouldn't drive your car in the red the whole time. So you can't drive your body in it either. So meal planning is really, really important. Try and do it on a Sunday. That's my day. Anyway, I'm not saying that's the right day. But for me, I plan on a Sunday what I'm going to have for the week and what the kids are going to eat, what they're going to have at 11 o'clock at their break um, so that I have enough little snacks prepared for them. Like, you know, like carrots and cucumbers and celeries and hummus and nuts and seeds. Now, they're not allowed to bring the nuts to school um, because of allergies, but they can bring like the seeds and we can make protein little balls that they can bring with like seeds and that kind of thing. And just being completely prepared, all of that is in the fridge and prepared for the week and oh my god the headspace that that gives you that you know that's ready and you just take it out and you're ready to go um and especially you know what are you going to bring to lunch with you because sometimes if you're busy at work and there's no canteen or there's no shop nearby are you just going to go to work and just bring an apple or you know what are you going to eat that's more stress on your body that's more insulin disturbances and that's more issues with weight loss and weight gain again and then obviously learn you know planning what you're going to have for um dinner as well it's really really important so the getting up early in the morning monitoring the stress throughout the day planning your meals so that you know what you're going to have for breakfast lunch and dinner and your two snacks and then really important like you've got to kick the sugar I know nobody wants to hear this, but you've got to stop eating sugar Monday to Friday. OK, if you want to have a treat, pick one or two days in the week where you're going to have a treat. And a treat is not a packet of digestive biscuits or um, what I see an awful lot of is rich tea because they're low in calories. And you're just like, oh, full of sugar, full of sugar or um, diet yogurts, oh, low that. fat diet, you know, all of these. I think we're still in the mindset of looking at the calories in the food instead of looking at the nutrition in the food. So if you buy a yogurt that is low fat and there's 50 calories in it and you think, oh, that's brilliant. There's only 50 calories in this. I can afford these. And then, you know, you could have had then plain natural yogurt and there was maybe 90 calories in that. But 
the other one said that there was low fat and there was no sugar. It's, it always has sugar. It always has like dextrose, sucrose, fructose, um, aspartamine, you know, loads of different types of sweeteners. And there's actually 60 different names for sugar because they love to hide it. And then they can say that there's no sugar in it. And um, then we see the 50 calories and we think this is brilliant. I won't eat plain natural yogurt because there's 90 in that. But if you ate the plain natural yogurt, you would actually lose more weight than you would if you ate the 50 calorie one. And the reason being is because the chemical reaction that happens in your body is that insulin level is going to go up. So again, you're going to pull the curtain on your fat. And that means that you, your body is not going to see the fat. It's just going to use the insulin and glucose as energy. So you've just pressed pause on the fat reduction again. So having the um, natural full fat natural yogurt would be a much better choice because your body will not release insulin and then it'll see the fat so it eventually later on that day or tomorrow it will burn the fat so looking at the food in a nutritional way instead of a calorific way is really really important um, so the snacks that's what brought me onto that snacks are really really important making sure that they're really good quality snacks and they're not like you know these you know, packet of crisps or uh, or you know, the uh, oat bars and stuff like that. We we actually did the sugar. Remember, I was saying we do a sugar challenge every few weeks. Yeah, it was actually last week, and just to pull myself back in again, um, because sometimes I go off a little bit around the period and pull myself back again. But sure, there's added sugar in everything, particular, um, Wheatabix, which is probably one of the better options, but it still has added sugar. You know, it still has added sugar and then throw milk down mm -hmm. top of it and throw the diet yogurts. So they were, they were saying, oh, but the, like we do look at calories first as an overall whole for awareness, but then it's sugar then. OK, now look at the added sugar and see the difference with the products and the difference of the inflammation you're going to get in the body and like that, the, the non-fat burning. And they were like, but Queen of the sugar and everything. I said, I know. <laughs> everything. Sauces, yeah. the whole shebang. Yeah, it's yeah. Just your sugars. Where are you going to? What sugars are you going to use today? That's going to give you the best energy. Do you know? Yeah, this is it. And it, like we know, we know the obvious places where the sugar is: the buns, the biscuits, the cakes, the scones, the crisps. And like we can avoid them. We can avoid them. You know, it's just a matter of discipline and telling yourself, no, you can't have them. If you struggle, really, really struggle with sugar cravings, chromium is really good. Um, you'll get that in any health food shop and that can be really beneficial to stop your sugar cravings. Our cinnamon is really good too. Adding like a teaspoon of cinnamon into a little bit of water and drinking that back, that's really good at balancing blood sugar levels as well. Magnesium is great for balancing blood sugar levels. Um, so they are helpful if you are really struggling with the sugar addiction. But the sugar, the sugar is going to make the anxiety worse as well because, yeah. you know, insulin is just... If insulin drops really quickly, your blood sugar level drops, then you're going to feel that real anxious feeling, worried feeling, um, panicky, kind of fretty, shaky hands. And then like it takes hours for that feeling to go away again because you have to work on bringing your blood sugar level back up. So that well, can be um, coming from someone that loved sugar and has reduced it a lot, like there at one stage, there was no added sugar coming in really until the weekend. And it was only the odd time. The difference in my skin, my mood, sleep, it, because I like, like, I don't know, did I, was it since we were talking last time, I gave up the drink and I thought it was the alcohol. Yeah. And it was, saying that last the alcohol. it was the sugar because then I gave up the alcohol and I was there. Great. I'm going to feel amazing. <laughs> this is it now. This is the life changing moment that I've been looking for. And then I was drinking the non-alcoholic drinks and I was waking up worse with a hangover. And I was like, it's the sugar. So then I was like, let's cut the sugar right back. So I cut it right back to like 24 grams of added sugar just to give myself a number to see if, could I stay within it. And I could. And then I reduced it a little bit more and I discovered it was the sugar that was giving me anxiety, spots, irritable. Like, mm. the, and... I suppose coming from someone that loved sugar, I just gave myself one day at a time. Okay, let's see how we can feel today. Let's push it out another day. And then all of a sudden it was a week and then it was two weeks. And then I was like, God, I feel really good. But I had yeah. to get time Yeah. Yeah, and when I do eat and sugar, I get spots. 
along the hormonal areas. When I, if I do eat sugar for a few days, I do get spots because they come up yeah, that so, No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mad, but the it? alcohol is the other thing. You know, I, know. I, have, I have developed huge negotiation skills around wine with my clients <laughs> they're like Yvonne I'll give up anything for you but I'm not giving up wine and I'm like you're not giving it up for me now but first of all you're giving it up for yourself and you are going to give it up because it's full of sugar it's just like liquid sweets yeah. and the sulfates in it the yeast in it oh my god the yeast you can see once upon a time when we when I did go to a restaurant I could see women who were drinking wine with the big red cheeks and the big red neck and the red chest and like there was always a glass of wine sitting beside them and I just felt like going over and saying you know the, the yeast level in your body must be through the roof because they were so hot and just that yeasty looking skin you know um which causes rosacea and breakdown yeah. of um the skin cells, so you're only going to be getting Botox anyway down the line and everything else to try reverse this damage. <laughs> to yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is nice anyway, but at the same time, no amount of Botox is going to cover up skin damage. So yeah, the redness, true. the cells and all that, it's not going to cover up that. That's yeah, the difference yeah. I saw in my skin was the redness gone down, the inflammation. Your skin yeah, just looks better. Your eye color looks better. Everything just looks a bit more brighter and younger. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But the alcohol is is just a killer when it comes to anxiety and stress and sleep. Like some people say, I have a glass of wine and I'll fall asleep, but I'd wake up at like three in the morning. And of course you're going to wake up at three in the morning because your liver is trying to tell you that, you know, I, I was trying to detox. That's when your liver does all the housekeeping is at nighttime. But if you drink alcohol, you just shake it up, you wake it up. And that can really disturb your blood sugar levels during the night as well. So your your blood sugar level can actually increase at night time or it can take a big dip and that can wake you up too from the alcohol. So, and you're never going to get into a deep sleep after drinking alcohol. You, you kind of go into a subconscious sleep. So your body is never fully refreshed after alcohol. And it's it's going to catch up on you for sure. Like the statistics are there even in relation to breast cancers and stuff like that. Um, like, you know, having alcohol seven nights a week is going to increase your risk of breast cancer by like seven or eight percent or something like that. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, the alcohol, like I drink alcohol. But I don't drink it seven nights a week. Some weekends I don't have it at all because I just think, oh, I, I, I know I'm going to be more tired tomorrow and I'm not prepared to give up my day for these few drinks. So I just don't bother. But um, I hate when I see women come into the clinic and they drink every night because they're trying to de-stress. This is the thing. And all they're doing is stressing their body and stressing their mind and stressing themselves out more and more by having the alcohol. But it just, it takes time. It takes time, like coaching them to see, you know, you, you, you need to stop and you don't need it and you will feel so much better. It's the yeah. whole stimulant thing again, you know. And it's like when you're talking there now, just from myself, when you're already in that fight or flight, it's like the adrenal glands are on fire and everything's on fire inside the body. And then you're just throwing petrol onto the fire. And it does. That's how I felt. And now... I can see it when I'm out the other end of it. Mm -hmm. I feel like my, I, my body's more calmer and I know what upsets it, obviously, sugar, liquid, yeah. coffee. I know, but I've it narrowed down to those little things now instead yeah. of all of these drinks, stress, people, work, everything. It was all, I felt like I was fragmented at one stage where now I've it narrowed down to, okay, the coffee's going to give me a little bit of stress today. I'm okay with that. You know? yeah. I'm okay with the kids giving me a little bit of stress today. But previous to that, it was completely, I was fragmented. It was everything. Yeah. So it's it's a case I've known that, yeah, the fragments are there, but one at a time, pull them all back in, get rid of the stressors, reduce them. And then one at a time, all of a sudden, then you're down to this narrow little, okay, it's the coffee, it's a little bit of bar of chocolate or whatever. You can manage that, I feel yeah. anyway. Yeah. And you can identify it. That's the most important thing. You know, yeah. instead of being, as I describe it to my clients, you're just wired and tired. 
and they're so wired they can't sleep and then they become more tired and then they're so tired they become even more wired so it's like a really vicious cycle and the sleep is the biggest thing that gets affected in the wired and tired feeling so it's really important to address the stimulants and the stress because if we don't address those, you're just not going to see a result in anything, not in digestion, not in hormones, not in um, skin health. It's just no area the body is going to be able to recover unless you address those two things. Yeah. And no amount of supplements is going to help. Well, the herbs. Yeah. Unless you address all the day to day habits as well. You know, it's not going to undo the effects of eight cups of coffee. It's just not like your cortisol level is through the roof if you drink that much coffee. So even five cups of coffee, even four cups of coffee, that's way too much coffee. Yeah. Um, you know, some much. people are so sensitive, they can just have one cup of coffee and it's a one shot of whatever they decide to have. And they're still feeling anxious and worried. Um, and some days they might have three or four and their anxiety is through the roof. They might end up crying in the evening time. And like they're wondering, oh, my God, what am I crying at a toothpaste ad for? It's kind of like this is insane. But their anxiety is just uncontrollable because they have drank so much coffee and they think, no, it has to be something else now. It's not just coffee. You know, they want it to be something more complex and more, you know, it's way more difficult than that. It has to be. But it's not like that's the impact yeah. of coffee on our bodies. So just be mindful of that, especially if you're sensitive to coffee. So many people are so, so sensitive. To I'm coffee. very sensitive to coffee. Very sensitive. Yeah. It's funny because when I worked with a load of girls, like you could work with 30 of them all together, like one girl turned vegan. And it was funny because when you sit back and watch the dynamics play out, one girl decided to turn vegan just off the cuff. And yeah. uh, she wasn't taking any supplements, no vegan supplements, nothing. And you could see the blood just leaving her face after a few weeks, the dark circles coming under her eyes. She was over-exercising and she just completely zomped out. And another girl was like, like that five cups of coffee a day. And come the evening time, she was completely gone. She went completely dead. She had no energy, depressed, or hated her job, hated her life. And I was like, you're drinking far too much coffee to the point where you're, you can't even move. And the other yeah. girl said, you're gone way beyond nutrient deficiency. <laughs> so, but because they thought they were doing the right thing by following someone's advice online from a vegan point of view, it, it was mm. all the wrong way. And that's yeah. what I saw a lot of. And it was just, when you sit back and see the dynamics, it was like, oh my God, people need to be more educated on the sympathy. Yeah. Yeah, the simple things. This is it. You know, sometimes people think it's going to be really hard. Oh, my God, you're going to have such a challenge with me. I hear this all the time. I have no. so many things going on. I have sinus, I have candida, I have thrush, I have hormone imbalance, I have gut issues, I get terrible migraines. And it's just like, but they're all kind of linked together. They're all nearly one thing just kicking off the other. And they're like, what are they? Oh, my God. So, like, are you going to be able to help me? Oh, of course. You're like, they're, they're just all one thing, kicking one, to, you know. It's like a domino effect. And they just can't believe it that really it's not that complex. Yeah, it's, no, it's actually things. very, yeah, it's simple enough. It's owning your morning, doing your breathing, relaxing, changing the internal dialogue from I hate myself to actually, you know what, things are actually okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and managing the stressors during the day and what I say to my clients is tell everyone to take a ticket like anything that's stressing you out take a ticket in your own head you're like that person now can take a ticket I'm looking after myself first and that can wait yeah. it's not that important an email is only an email unless you're signing off your mortgage and it needs to be done today and you're getting your 300 grand into your bank account well then yeah that's a good stress let's go <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's a good way to look at it yeah. everyone else can wait and take a ticket yeah 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 <laughs> you know and manage the time a bit better this is it that's why i think you know getting up in the morning and just being a little bit more organized you're managing your day a little bit better and if you manage it better you're going to get a better result like I love a to-do list I love it and I, I love to meditate before I go to bed and before I get up in the morning I wouldn't get out of bed 
I don't care like what's going on. I'm not getting out of bed until I have put the earphones in and listened to my meditation. And I have a focus for the day. I know what the day is about. I know what I need to achieve that day. I know what client is on my mind and who I have to get back to and who I have to look after. And it just gives me such a uh, like a positive perspective and focus for the day and if if I if I didn't do that I'd look back at um, the times when I didn't do that when the kids were younger oh my god sure it was chaos you know yeah. it was chaos and I would never ever go back to that again ever so like I think it's really important before you go to bed to write down a few little things that maybe the, it doesn't have to be like what you want to achieve tomorrow, but what, what you want to get done this week. It might be just something simple like, I want to tidy my wardrobe. Yeah. You know, that's going to go give the calendar. Yeah, you know, I put everything that, in the Google calendar, everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, even you know, today, when you get out to buy boots for walking at the weekend, boots, socks, everything's in the Google calendar. If someone looked at it, they'd be like, in between stuff, work. Don't forget your socks. Don't forget now you need that. Don't forget to take out the wash because you need it for the weekend. Everything yeah. is there. So I'm like, tick, 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 tick. Yeah, it's great. Oh, there's such satisfaction in that though, you know, because um, you get like that clarity and it mightn't even be about what you want to achieve like career-wise or personal-wise. It might be just like organizing the house or organizing your office or cleaning out the car or just something that's going to just like clear your mind that little bit more yeah. and more every day. You're not bringing it into the next day or the next week. So it's like yeah. your diet. Things mm -hmm. just don't go. Things just, who, who did I say this to the last day? Things just don't um, disappear. So let's just say you owe, you owe money in your overdraft. It's not going to disappear. You either have to get clever with your spending, stop overspending, get clever with your spending or get a second job, you know, and then you'll eventually tip away at the debt. It's not going to go away, but you need to address it. So yeah. at some stage, you need to address your 24 hours, basically, your 24 hours of what you're doing. <laughs> you know? I suppose if someone's listened to this and they're completely stuck and the weight loss isn't happening, they're over-exercising, they're using the wrong tools, they're over-dieting, you know, giving up carbs, giving up all this mad stuff, but still overeating on the chocolate and using coffee as their go-to. Both the best advice is start in the morning, start owning your morning and work. Yeah, through the day. Through the day as the days go on. Yeah, I think, I think that person has to be really ready. You know, they have to be really ready for to go to somebody like you or to go to somebody like me. Um, because you know, there's going to be changes that, that we have to address and they have to be ready for those changes. So I think sometimes people will do it and they say, I just came because my friend said I should come, she recommended. And you're just like, okay, you're not, you're not in the right headspace for this. Um, but when they are, it's just really important to wait until you're in that headspace. Don't go because, you know, you think it's the right time to do it. Do it because you have the really good feeling in your heart and soul that I have to make this change. This is it for me. This is, I have to stop. So like that, I think that's really important because it will give you such motivation. Um, and like, it, it's so multifaceted when it comes to making these changes. So many people present with different things like gut issues or hormonal or skin or um, like stress, anxiety, all of those things there might be cholesterol, high blood pressure, so many different issues to address. But it's not impossible. They're all, they're all small little things that have a link to each other. So, and there's so much that you can do. There's so much that you can achieve. Even just changing your diet a little bit, it doesn't have to be drastic. And like, I don't give people a plan and say, throw everything out in your house and buy all of this stuff. It's like one week you're going to do, you're just going to eat a little bit more vegetables, a little bit. I mean, two vegetables extra a week. You know, it's not like it's going to break the bank and it's not going to break you either by peeling a few carrots. So it's not extreme stuff because I hate extremes in any way because they're unachievable and you're not going to sustain them. So if you can do small little things like, OK, let's focus on the water on week one. 
why don't we try and drink two litres of water every day? That's the only thing that we're going to address on week one. Week two, let's focus on having two extra vegetables in your diet this week, just two. So you're going to have carrots and you're going to have broccoli. That's it. You don't have to buy any other vegetables. Just eat them with your dinner. And then on week three, okay, let's really focus on adding some like uh, fruit or protein, nuts and seeds or something like that into your breakfast or in a snack a day. And then by the end of the, the month, let's say week four is we're going to go for a walk twice a week. So now you've been drinking the water, you've been eating the carrots and the broccoli, you've added in some fruit and some nuts on week three, and on week four, you're just going to go for a little walk. You don't have to kill yourself twice a week. So now you have a month done and you've loads of little changes made and you weren't stressed to your eyeballs doing it. So it's really, really important that we take it nice and slow and make it achievable for ourselves. Because I see some people coming in with meal plans that they got online or they got off, I don't know who. And oh my God, like it is insane, the meal prep. And like some of these women have, you know, three and four children that they have to cook for as well. And the kids won't eat what, what's on the meal plan. So it's like cooking two or three, maybe even sometimes three different dinners to accommodate herself and the family. It's like, oh, my God, stop this. Straight like, away the block. can't continue. Yeah. yeah you Straight can. away the block. You're not going to do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so unachievable and so unrealistic. So I just think small little things, the small little things that add up. Imagine if you added one small little thing every week into your lifestyle or into your diet that you try to create a habit. Like even if it's just like, OK, I'm going to go to bed at half 10 every night this week. Like that's not a big ask. Make yourself go to bed at half 10 every night. Listen to meditation for 15 minutes. That's not a big ask either. And now that's a new little thing that you're going to do. You're making yourself do that every night. You're drinking your water every day. You're having your snacks. They just fall into place. They become habits yeah, because they're do. easy. Yeah, and I suppose the best advice from my point of view is stay in your own lane. And this, is, this has got to do with me even coming from my background, which is the fitness and all that jazz as well. I have to stay in my lane because... I could get easily lost looking at other people, what they're doing, knowing that it's too excessive. It's it's too hard. And I have to keep I have to just put on my blinkers and go, no, this is what I teach. And I'm staying here as in mm -hmm. taking it easy, taking it slow. And we only spoke about this before we press record is like too many women are getting too many plans that is wrecking their body. Workout mm -hmm. six days a week. And it's, it's really hard workouts, six days a week, um, a really um, restrictive calorie diet, 1,200 calories, which is BS, and um, too much going on. It's unachievable. And people yeah. are handing out that because they want you to be their next success story so they can plaster you all over the internet. Yeah. And they can go, I get results, come to me. But then, like you're absolutely exhausted. Where, where, where is she now? <laughs> you can barely stand up for the photo. You're so tired. <laughs> but, where, but where is she now? She is left with adrenals erect and burnt out. The progesterone yeah. every month. Where is that? Probably non-existent. Stressed. Not able to cope at work. Again, from a mindset point of view, that's not you. That's not real. So how can you put up these pictures six months later and you, you don't look like that? It's not yeah. really, it messes your head up, doesn't it? Oh, completely, yeah. I mean, imagine that, that life. <laughs> yeah, but that, okay. I need a nanny, a cleaner, a chef, a taxi driver. <laughs> I need a lot of people in order to achieve that. And that's what the Kardashians do, so don't be following them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no fear, there's no fear. Yeah, I know, because someone said that, um, someone said, oh, sure, Do you know, what, 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 who are you achieving to be the next Kardashian? I said, no offense to Kardashians, but they have a chef, they have nannies, they have cooks, they have cleaners, they have personal trainers, they have nutritionists, 
They have people there to wipe the bums if they want them to. And that's why they look so well. And anyway, it's it's what's it going to do for the planet and people's mindset? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's actually damaging, isn't it? Because it's it's funny, actually. I have lots of women that are just after having babies and they're trying to lose weight, you know, and they compare themselves to lots of people online. And it's just, oh, my God, it just I, I it just I feel so bad for them because they don't realize that in the background, these people have they have the nannies, they have the cook, they have the cleaner, they have the chef, they have everything that they need at their disposal and that's why they were able to achieve like to getting back to their you know pre-baby weight or whatever and I actually had a mother crying on the phone to me she had a, a baby who was only a few weeks old and she couldn't lose weight but like she wasn't sleeping a wink so her leptin and ghrelin levels which are our appetite um, hormones and fullness hormone they were obviously completely out of whack because she wasn't sleeping and that's for everybody who doesn't sleep not just a postpartum mother and um she was so upset that she was comparing herself to and it's not just one it's numerous young moms comparing comparing themselves to bloggers and saying like how she like how like once she had the baby her bump was gone and it's just like yeah, they, they edit lots of things as well, you know, so like just it's not real yourself to anybody. It's, yeah. you know, and, and you, you become to feel. No, and you become what you consume. So my best, what I forgive myself even is just don't consume it. I can't consume what other people are doing. If it's not in line with my values and my goals, I just can't consume it. So mm-hmm. I actually went through a full list of deleting people off my account and not following them because it's unachievable like a fitness person over in Bali with no kids or you're not trying to pay your bills and do the kids and manage your job and manage a single parent you're not doing that so you can look that well mm-hmm. comparing like with like that's that's the end thing isn't it yeah yeah and look we all have we all have bits about us that we don't like we just don't put it up on Instagram you know yeah. people see 15 seconds shots of people's life and it's not real life you know yeah for sure mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so to take it easy on yourself you know, yeah to... that's that is the bottom line now it's it's coming up to the weekend obviously um so yeah so just for people to get out and and have a little walk in nature you know just do something relaxing it doesn't have to be a big sprint through the wood or a big marathon or you know, just something nice and relaxing to just relax your mind and get that parasympathetic nor- nervous system to just, you know, take over and make you nice and calm and relaxed. And when we're calm, we actually achieve far more than when we're going around like, you know, just busy bees. Yeah. Oh, no, that's definitely what I've learned in the last few months as well is relax my nervous system, the breathing, the calm, the walk and the out in nature. You do you achieve a lot more. And to mm-hmm. dampen down the inner voice all the time. We're doing enough. We're doing more than enough. Yeah. Yeah. More yeah. than enough. Yeah. And to stay away from online if there's unachievable stuff going on. Like if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. Absolutely. I've seen it a thousand times now at this stage. And I'm sure you have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And to like, yeah, to give yourself time and to reach out to the right people. Do yeah. You know? That's. Mm-hmm surround yourself with positive people who are going to support you yeah exactly and not just look for the next transformation because it is I get them called as well oh I did the six-week challenge and I'm like okay and I'm just kind of going yeah that's grand and I said yeah you both got what you wanted out of it really he got the transformation picture you got what you needed but now you kind of need to reverse that now and let's look at a lifestyle change so if it is what it says in the tin it is what it says in the tin it's a six-week four-week tread you know, look at the long term, what gain, what are you going to get from it long term? Nothing really. Yeah, yeah it's so true. Yeah, yeah. Picture, has a picture your whole life. life. Yeah, that, picture, that person has a picture for life to put up on their internet or their website to show your results that you don't have now, which is kind of a bit, you know, unachievable as well and a bit embarrassing mm. at the same time that that doesn't look like me now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. true. Look at the long term plan. That's the way I look at now, mm. the long term plan. Um, absolutely so Yvonne this has been good this was a nice chat now I think people are yeah great 
there was a good bits covered there as well. Yeah, I hope people get something from it. And, you know, the main thing that I want to get across to people is to just like, especially the mammies, just look after yourself. We have so much we have so much responsibility you know it's not just like the physical taking care of the child and feeding them and giving them clothes and 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 food and keeping a house and everything it's all the emotional stuff as well like they're so they come to mom for everything and while my husband is great they always say come to me with the emotional stuff you know so unless your head is clear you're just not able for it you know and then that has a huge impact on them. And I see so many kids with anxiety now, and it absolutely breaks my heart. I see, you know, having kids yourself, you can just see how it affects them so badly. So keeping us looking after yourself is actually doing a favor to your child and to your children. For the next generation, breaking the cycle. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's the way I look at it, is breaking the cycle. And that's what I noticed with even myself. Either I break the cycle now or it's going to go into my kids. It's actually going to go into the second generation after this yeah. mm-hmm. if I don't stop it now. Because I can see it in my own family. It's like as if every generation is just breaking away from the old habits. So it's going to take a few generations, but we need to do it now. Yeah. You know, yes. we, need to, we need to do it now as, as us being the parents. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, we need to relax the nervous system. We don't want to pass that on to the kids. I totally see it now. Where before I wouldn't have seen it because I was stuck in the midst of the madness. Yeah, difficult. It is, it is. And especially when the kids are younger, I understand that it's difficult as well. Because I did do that rushing and racing and bringing them out of the house. And I just thought, is this it? Is this actually what life is about? Is this what being a mother is about? You're just like constantly running and racing and chasing your tail. And I just thought, oh my God, I have to make serious changes here. So then I stopped bringing them out to a childminder and I got somebody to come to the house so it wasn't like I had to get three small little ones you know in a car and get all of their food for the day and everything you know when they were only toddlers now I'm talking about and then I got somebody to come to the house and it was absolutely life-changing because they were calmer I was calmer and then it taught me just so much more about that calm place that I needed to stay in and my response to them and how I responded to them and everything like that. So yeah, yeah. just the little things, the little things make such a And difference. the expectations, I suppose, as well, that we have to be living a certain way to be expected to live a certain way, you know, to have all yeah. the extra activities going on and this and that and, you know, trying to be the perfect mom. There isn't a perfect mom. Not at all. We're, well, I'm just, I'm definitely just winging it. <laughs> yeah, winging it. Yeah, I, I think, I suppose that for me personally, for, for me to win as a mom is to be calm. Because I wasn't That's the calm, me too. I wasn't the calm mom. I was the reactive, shouty, all over the place mom. And that was actually reinforcing back guilt, shame, not good enough. Why can't I do this? But when I actually realised I actually needed to calm, First, from the inner and the outer, everything else around me was fine then. Changed, yeah. Yeah. And the kids' perception of you changes so much as well. You become so much more, um, like, open to them and accessible. Yeah. You know, and approach. You're more approachable to them because you're actually calmer. Yeah. Yeah. And they think there's something wrong with you at the beginning going, oh, they don't trust it a little bit. What's going on here? (laughs) She's after having a personality transplant. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, honestly, honestly. (laughs) I know it's just she's not reacting at all because I'm like minding my energy now as best I can. Even with the kids, I'm minding it as best I can go. No, I need to mind this energy now because if I'm going to be calm, I need to mind it and not react. (laughs) yeah it's so true it's so true yeah but I suppose for any new mom there is light at the end of the tunnel just keep chipping away and keep minding yourself yeah minding yourself is the most important thing because you know if you don't mind yourself who's going to come in and do it for you nobody you have to take care of yourself yeah no you have to and there's no point blaming the hubby and there's no point blaming your friends or the parents it actually comes down to us taking responsibility of managing our time and and delegating out and looking at the day to see how we can make this better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah and it is here we are now talking about life and everything <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> now, come here Yvonne if people want to reach out to you um where can they find you where's the best place uh, they will get me on Instagram under the Health and Nutrition Coach or on, on Facebook there as well or thehealthandnutritioncoach.com. Any of those, if they Google the Health and Nutrition Coach, that'll come up anyway. Or they can contact the clinic. Colette is my wing woman and she's on the phone and um, the number is everywhere. It's on the website, it's on Instagram, it's on Facebook. Um, or if you have a query on a health package or something like that and you're just not sure I'm not sure do I need iridology or do I need herbs or do I need supplements just send us an email with what your issue is health-wise and what you want to achieve long term and then we'll come back to you and tell you what package is suitable for you brilliant that's great and Yvonne thanks Emil we'll definitely be back again because we had a few ideas yeah, before sure. the call um of just chit-chatting about different things so yeah, we'll definitely be back again. But definitely yeah, let us yeah. know what you thought of the podcast. Like, give us a shout, Yvonne, on Instagram, myself. Or, you know, if there's any topic that you'd like covered again, just give a shout. Mm -hmm. And you'll come back on now onto my page soon and we'll have a little chat about fitness for women and everything like that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And the, the kind of best approach for that in a nice balanced Brilliant. way. Yeah. Without having to go restrictive or excessive or anything like that. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. So lovely. Thanks, Emily Vaughan. We'll chat in the next one. Have a good Thanks day. Thanks yourself. Take care. Bye, everybody. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. So guys, I hope you really enjoyed today's podcast. I've listened to it twice. Probably I'm going to listen to it now again the third time as well. There's so much information on it. Absolutely so much information. But doesn't it come back to the basics about de-stressing the body, living a more balanced life? And that's the thing people are more happier when you're living a more balanced life and we're not in the rat race all the time or trying to keep up with the Joneses or putting ourselves under pressure to have everything perfect. Nothing is perfect in life. And guys, if you found this podcast really informative and useful, definitely give myself and Yvonne a tag on Instagram or Facebook. Um, let us know how you what you thought. Yvonne is on Instagram. I have her information tagged here and her Instagram link tagged underneath the podcast in the show notes. She's the health and nutrition coach on Instagram. I'm EcoFitness on Instagram by Karina Duffy. We would love your feedback. Give us a tag, share the podcast around. You can actually save and download this podcast on whatever channel you're listening to it on because it is one of those podcasts that you will come back to time and time again because there's so much information. But guys, do reach out to Yvonne if you think that Yvonne's services is something that you need. Do reach out to Yvonne. Let's not self-diagnose and just go and buy lots of supplements. As you know, you can't supplement a bad diet and an unbalanced life. Definitely reach out to the experts that will help you within the field. Everybody needs a coach, guys. I have two or three coaches within my life when it comes to fitness and business mindset. Everybody needs a coach within a certain area of their life that they need improving on. So I would say it's well worth reaching out to the expert to fast track you to get you to where you need to go um, as well, the right way with the right information. So guys, I hope um, you enjoyed the episode and until the next one, thank you so much for tuning in.